Good morning and happy new year once again, princesses. That's right. We are still in a brand new year, but welcome and thank you for joining episode 13 of the Go Report podcast. This week's conversation, Jehovah El Roy. Let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, strengthen us as we pour out so that you can pour in and lead us as we pour forth in your name. Amen. The Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, NLT. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Did you know that the name Elroy means the God who sees me and that it is only mentioned once in the Holy Bible? Well, where you ask? Genesis chapter 16, the story of Abram, Sarai, and Hagar. In the Bible, the word El means God, but the word Roy means the following. In Hebrew, it's translated as shepherd or seeing, looking, and gazing. The term Roy gives us an attribute, actually, and it's a description of God. And again, that description is seeing, looking, and gazing. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with the story of Hagar, it can be found in Genesis chapter 16. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole entire chapter. In fact, it's very interesting. It starts off with the titling of the birth of Ishmael. And what I want to read for you is basically the beginning and kind of the ending of it, kind of the bookends. And then you can go back and fill in the blanks on that. It starts in verse 1 of chapter 16. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with your servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. Now, background story on this, folks, is that the Lord had already promised Abram and Sarah that he would be basically the father of many children. But, you know, time and time and he's waiting and waiting and they're waiting and nothing's happening. How many times is it that sometimes we get impatient and we decide we need to run ahead of God or we decide we want to be that that backseat driver and, and do a little bit more dictation because we think, God, you're taking a long time. But here's how this story ultimately unravels. So ultimately, as the story continues, I want to get to specifically a particular area where Hagar decides she's going to run and leave. And so she leaves and picking up with verse nine, as she's running and leaving, um, the angel of the Lord says to her, you know, why are you running? She says, I'm running from my mistress, Sarai. And the angel Lord tells her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. Verse 11 says, and the angel also said, you are now pregnant and you'll give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Now here, princesses, is the key verse, verse 13. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. 
She also said, Have I truly seen the one who sees me? So, that well was named where she was at, Berlaharo, which means, Well of the living one who sees me. And it can still be found between Gadish and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. And so within this, we see the story of how Ishmael was born, but particularly, we see this particular verse and name of God that provides an attribution description of God. You are the God who sees me, Elroy, found in verse 13 of chapter 16 of Genesis. You see, during times of despair, God sees us. And sometimes it's hard for us to recognize that, but he sees us. He sees everything, princesses. As we know, God hears us and he can see us. We find this time and time again in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24. And this is the amplified version. It says, can anyone hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? Or Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, NLT. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You see, the, our God, the God who sees, he sees us and he tells us not to be discouraged because he is always upholding us. And then I want you to take a look at Psalms. This is in chapter 121. This is verses 3 through 8, NLT version. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. So you see, princesses, it doesn't matter. The Lord keeps watch over you. Think about that and just sit in that this week as you're going through your life busy and bopping and dillying and dallying and everything you do. Know that the Lord watches you. He keeps watch over your life and he keeps us from harm. In writing about Elroy in the character of God, R.C. Sprout says, There are many things in my life that I don't want to put under the gaze of Christ, yet I know there is nothing hidden from him. He knows me better than my wife knows me, and yet he loves me. There, This is one amazing thing of all about God's grace. It would be one thing for him to love us if we could fool him into thinking that we were better than we actually are, but he knows us better. He knows all there is to know about us, including those things that could destroy our reputation. He is minutely and acutely aware of every skeleton in every closet, and he loves us. You see, even in what was written by R.C. Sproul, we know that God sees everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he loves us. <laughs> That's right. He loves us. He sees us and he loves us. He sees us each second, 
each moment, each minute, each hour, each day, and each year. And you know what? He tends to us and he provides blessings to us, whether we see them or not, and whether we think we should receive them or not. Now, I think that's grace and that's love. And with grace and with love that gives us hope because we know that our Lord is faithful even when we are faithless and he loves us always. So for this week, princesses, think about Jehovah Elroy. Think about the God who sees you, the God who sees you in the high places and the God who sees you in the low places. And regardless, regardless of it all, he sees you and he loves you. And with that, this concludes our Go Report for this week. Don't forget to check out this week's Go Playlist. And remember, each day is an opportunity for us to lead, serve, and go. Be blessed.